Bonjour and bienvenue to Lulabelle's Francophiles. Je m'appelle Lou and this is the place to come to keep your Frenchy vibes going and help you lose yourself in France without even leaving home. In each episode, we chat about our French experiences with guests who live in Australia, France and right around the world. And we share ideas for how to stay connected to the Francophile within you. Now, today, my guest is someone with a fabulous French story to tell. Bonjour, Emily Lawrence Gazelle. Ça va? Ça va très bien, et toi? Ça va bien, merci. I was looking at your Instagram, Emily, and was fascinated by your story. So tell me, how did you come to end up living in Paris? I became, I mean, I always loved speaking French and I'd been here several times, but I became really obsessed with it when my kids were small. Mm. I really wanted them to be bilingual and uh, we spent six months here when they were tiny and then we spent another three months and then I encouraged or persuaded my husband to take a job here. (gasps) He's a filmmaker Mm -hmm. and there's a company here that he works for. That was three and a half years ago and we've been here since then. So is your husband Australian Um, as well? Because I know that you originally hailed from Sydney, is that right? Yeah, he's from Sydney too. And was it hard to convince him to head off around the world and take a job elsewhere? (laughs) Yes and no. He wasn't against it in principle, but he was offered the job once and he turned it down for another job in Sydney and I was so devastated. <gasps> and he then he promised me that the next time he would take one here. But then there wasn't one on offer when, when that last job in Sydney finished. So we just came here anyway on a long-stay visitor visa and the idea was we'd just stay six or nine months and in that time, two months after we got here, he had another meeting with the film company here and they offered him a job and they were able to change the visa status and everything from here, which was Uh, actually really amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been wonderful. It's been difficult as well, Mm. I think mainly for my eldest child, hated it for two and a half years. Um, We changed schools three times for him and he's finally happier, but he'd still much prefer to be back in Sydney. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's 16 now. He moved when he was just turned 13 and he was loving his life and his friends in Sydney. And the truth is I did underestimate the enormousness of the change for them. Even though we had done it before and they spoke pretty good French, they were smaller. And because when you know that the time is short, you just get on with it a bit. And I think they did that. But this time they knew it was going to be longer. And I think As I said, I underestimated the fact that you're not just changing countries and you're changing your system of education, but the cultural differences are really very strong. Mm. And I think when you're a kid at school, you're being surrounded by that all day and just being brought back to you how different you are. Yes. Um, Mm. It's hard. So you went over with them when they were small and had a first stint, then came back again now at this age. What would be your top tip for somebody who is considering relocating like that with children? Well, you know, they need to speak French basically and you need to speak French. (laughs) Yes. If you don't, you should start learning it. 
But it's really hard actually to learn it in Australia because no one around you speaks French. I mean, it's mm. just, oh, my, mind you, living in Bondi, there were a lot of Frenchies because they're all the young people who want to come and live in Bondi, get on a working holiday visa. So we yes. always had French babysitters and that oh, helps yeah. a lot actually. Mm. But um, I mean, I don't know. I'm a part of lots of Facebook groups. I just see a lot of people who've moved here and it's almost always hard if your kids are older and people end up putting them in international schools because it's just so hard to integrate into the French system. Mm. Um, and if they're beyond, like, you know, if they're, like, above 12 and they don't speak French, I would say forget trying to integrate into the French system. Right. Yeah. So whereabouts in Paris do you live? So we're in the burbs, in uh-huh. the western suburbs. Mm-hmm. That's how we get this lovely big house and garden, which you might have seen on Instagram. Right. And it's um, we're in Chateau, which is considered, you know, quite a nice sort of bourgeois area. Lovely. And it was once a holiday area for the impressionists. Um, Renoir did lots of paintings set here in Chateau. It's not as beautiful now as it was then. Um, but there are, yeah, there are parts of it that are still really pretty. Oh, it sounds exquisite. So what's your favourite thing about that area that you're living in? Clearly it's it's picturesque, but what's your favourite thing about being there? Um, I wouldn't call it picturesque. It's not, you know, if you're thinking beautiful French village, that went back in the 1960s when they started building apartment blocks and stuff. Hmm. Um, I love. I like it here mainly because we get to live in this incredible house and garden, mm. and the kids' schools are nearby, and um, we ride bikes everywhere, and it's just it's really green. But again, mainly it's green because of where we live. Yes. Okay. Mm. I spoke to another gorgeous Emily who lives in Paris in an earlier podcast episode, and she met her. French husband when she was working in London. So she happens to be Australian as well. How did you feel about the series that came out recently called Emily in Paris, given that you're Emily living in France or living in, in Paris? It was great. We I watched it with my kids. Um, we all really enjoyed it. Obviously, it was very exaggerated yes. and silly. Yes. Um, certain stereotypes are not wrong. <laughs> and also it, it was set in a place that we know really well because our very good friends that we go and visit often in Paris live literally above that restaurant where the boyfriend <gasps> had the restaurant. Okay. And just before all the restaurants closed, we had gone, they'd taken us out to lunch in that restaurant. And then just a couple of months later, we were watching it on the Emily in Paris. So it was really exciting. And there it is. That's crazy. Yeah. So you told us that you are you told us that you've always been really interested in French things prior to living there but what is it that you could pinpoint really that has drawn you to France or wanting to be there over the years <laughs> Is there any one thing Well no but it's just like I don't ever get tired of it and you know so I live in the suburbs but it's only 20 minutes into Paris on the mm. train and mm-hmm. and I go few times a week and when the sun is shining and I'm riding my bicycle through the streets of Paris, it's just absolutely heaven. Mm. And all the same, like I go back to a lot of the same spots, but I also get to see new things. There's still so many things I haven't seen. And the ones that I have seen before, I'm amazed by how beautiful they are. Mm -hmm. But also the fact that 
we've done a lot of travelling around France as well and mm-hmm. we still haven't finished with that. There's so much more that we want to see. Well, I was going to ask you that. Is Paris your favourite part of France or do you have other regions that you like? Well, I guess it's my favourite only because I could never be bored there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we, my husband and I were discussing the other day the absolute ideal for us would be to live in Paris proper in an apartment like in the 11th, um, which is like kind of cool, hip area. Yeah. But have a holiday house in Taloir, which is a village on the Lac d'Annecy. And we stayed there last summer. And that also was a, um, that's a house owned by an Australian, Catherine, who's written, she's written a couple of books about her life in France. And we stayed in her house. And it's just, incredible because you're there on the lake and you're swimming in the lake in summer and then in the winter you're skiing in the mountains and it's just that for us would be the life. This is also a great life too. Yeah, it's a great life. So that's Annecy, is it? Yeah. Oh, I'm dying to go there. Where is it? What part of France is it in? It's in the Haute-Savoie. Oh, wait. So I haven't been to anywhere on that side. It sounds just beautiful and idyllic to me. I'm always fascinated by the history of particular places in France. Do you wander around now living in Paris wanting to find out about all of the happenings of times gone by in the areas that you're visiting? Yeah, yeah, of course. I love hearing stuff. I've got a friend um, who seems to know everything. She works as a guide, so it's great going around Paris with her. And I love looking. I always read all the plaques. Um, yeah. When they say so and so lived here, or pe- you know these people died here, got taken away here, and I just found out that that my family, well, I knew that they had come from France, my great grandparents, but I just found out they were actually Jewish, ah. which I didn't know. And I found a plaque. I did my research, and we went the other day to look at this plaque just off the Champ de Mars of this poor young girl who was my grandmother's cousin who got <gasps> taken away during the war and wow. exterminated in Auschwitz. Oh, oh, that's fascinating. Terribly tragic, of course, mm-hmm. and fascinating. Yeah. So a question that I ask every guest on the podcast, what is your favourite French food? <laughs> um, well, I guess, I mean, generally speaking, maybe – Maybe the cheese, like we go to the marché every week and we choose our cheeses with our fromagier. You know, they're the real deal, the artisan mm-hmm. cheeses that, are, that come from the regions and they're not factory made because what, a lot of people just buy their cheese from the supermarket, which is factory made. Mm. And actually it's kind of nice. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's mm. just not the same thing. So we love our cheeses. Um I love crepe and galette because they're really oh. easy and I think they're better here than anywhere else. Yes. Like a crepe au beurre, beurre sucre, it's just so, it's so delicious when they make it. And the galette with cheese, which, like, I mean, we do those at home too. You can buy them ready-made, uh, organic, and they're completely delicious and you just heat them up, chuck some cheese on, and they're oh. so good. Oh. Um, you know the galette, the difference? Because the right. crepe is something you have Sucre, you have mm-hmm. a with a sweet, like anything sweet. Like I said, we just like beurre sucre, mm-hmm. butter and sugar. Mm-hmm. But the galette is made from sarrasin flour, which is buckwheat flour, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, feel a little bit healthy when you eat that too. And um, <laughs> that's when you have savoury things. Right. I love the galettes with the egg in the middle. Yeah. The other thing I love is in the Jardin Luxembourg and the little caravans where they do the big crepes you can have with Nutella or strawberries or the, the yeah. beurre sucre yeah. or whatever it is that you're, that's your fascination. Yeah. But I just love being able to sit down and eat something simple like that. I love that. Yeah. So we might share a recipe for a galette. I don't think I've done a galette yet. So that, that would be good. Okay. Do you cook your – well, I know you said you can get that <laughs> – get an instant one, an instant fix, but is that what you're, what you would eat when you're returning to France? That's the thing you like to order as soon as you can when you get back on French soil? Oh, well, I've been on French soil for a long time. But, I mean, no, like at a restaurant I would tend not to order a crepe or a galette because no. it's too easy, like – it's your street I just food. That's a bit of a waste. Exactly, exactly. It's too easy for them. So no, I I like them to work a bit harder for me at a restaurant. <laughs> Love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to really make your taste buds sing. Um, I mean, we love bistro brasserie food, but it is a bit iffy, you know, if what the quality is going to be like, it can be a bit crummy if you don't already know where to go. Whereas I find with um, sort of restaurant food as opposed to more cheapo brasserie bistro food, if you pay a bit more and it is a bit fancier, but the quality is always really, really good, mm. like quite incredible. That's That's been our experience. So if it's just my husband and I, we like to go somewhere a bit nicer. And there's, But there's a lot of places like that around. Yeah. And that includes in sort of sleepy little kind of not very interesting like towns all over the countryside as well you'll you'll get that yeah I actually really really good food I actually saw on a Rick Stein special once where he said some of the best places that he has eaten in France in little villages or country tucked away areas is at the train station he said it is incredible how good the food is at the train station restaurants either in the cities or in the villages that's a tip that I heard, which, you know, I haven't seen anything to say that it's not true. So I'll probably, um, I, and I love train travel in France, so I'm sure I'll continue yes, to, to experience some more of that. It's just so much nicer. You get to see so much rather than, you know, you're on a plane. What do you see? Get, you know, just take a little bit longer and slow travel, like slow cooking. It's fabulous. Now, the second it's question. It's not slow, though. It's not slow. No, no, no. It's very fast, but it's, uh, it just it, feels. It's actually faster to take than it is to take the plane here. Yeah, and I feel the layers of stress peel off me the further away I get from the city sometimes. So I like to see that that progression. It's nice to see it. Nice. <laughs> the second question I always ask a podcast guest is, do you have any French music or a music artist that you would like to share with us? Oh, my daughter really likes Angèle and I, I really like her stuff too because she's um, – you know, her, her songs are catchy and she's a feminist and here they're a bit slow on the feminism. Right. So, Angèle, what song from Angèle do you think you'd like to share with us? Balance ton quoi. <gasps> Balance ton quoi. It, it, it's a song about dobbing in sexual harassment, basically. Oh, that is just what the world needs right now is some people to call it out and actually yeah. take some action and support all of those girls out there that don't feel that they've got a voice. So that's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. 
Well, I have loved traveling vicariously through your experiences today. I so appreciate you taking this time to chat to us from Paris. And when the global borders open up, I'm going to be back over there. So I will celebrate life returning to normal with a coupe de champagne in Paris somewhere and look you up to come and have a drink with me. So merci, Emily. Je t'en prie, Loulou. Au revoir et à bientôt, j'espère. À bientôt. And now we will listen to Angel with Balance ton quoi. Ils parlent tous comme des animaux de toutes les chattes. Ça parle mal 2018. Je sais pas ce qu'il faut, mais je suis plus qu'un animal. J'ai vu que le rap est à la mode et qu'il mange mieux quand il est sale. Bah, faudrait peut-être casser les codes. Une fille qui l'ouvre, ce serait normal. Balance ton quoi. Si tu parles mal des filles, je sais qu'au fond t'as compris Balance ton quoi, un jour peut-être ça changera Balance ton quoi Donc laisse-moi te chanter Allez te faire mmh. Moi je passerai pas à la radio Parce que mes mots sont pas très beaux Pas si bête pour une fille drôle, t'es pas si laide, tes parents et ton frère ça aide. Oh, tu parles de moi, c'est quoi ton problème? J'ai écrit rien que pour toi, le plus beau des poèmes. Laisse-moi te chanter, allez te faire. Mmh, mmh, mmh. Oui, je pour la télé, mais va te faire. Peut-être ça changera Y'a plus de respect dans la rue Tu sais très bien quand t'abuses Balance ton quoi Balance ton quoi Laisse-moi te chanter Allez te faire mmh. Moi je passerai pas à la radio Parce que mes mots sont pas très beaux Laisse-moi te chanter, allez te faire. Mmh, mmh, mmh. Moi je pour la télé, mais va te faire. Mmh, mmh, mmh. Balance ton quoi. Balance ton quoi. That was Angel with Balance Ton Quoi. 
The song is clearly wonderfully catchy, but if you have a squeeze at the YouTube clip that I will pop on the Lulabelle's Francophiles website, there are subtitles at the bottom and you will see that the context is actually very serious. The song is calling out sexism and I wouldn't be surprised if it becomes an anthem for French-speaking girls to call out the perils of the patriarchy everywhere. There's a very clever interlude in the middle of the music clip with a pretend class at an anti-sexism academy. It is definitely worth a watch. So merci beaucoup to Emily and Emily's daughter for the suggestion of that song from Angèle. It is going to quickly become my new fave, I'm sure. Now, Emily mentioned her fave French food is their version of street food, the wonderful galette. These delicious savoury crepes made with buckwheat flour and garnished with cheese originated in Brittany. In Paris, I love the ones which also have ham and a cracked egg in the middle. The crepes are a little firmer than ones made with regular flour, meaning the crepe can hold the filling beautifully. The rounded edges are folded in to make a square shape during the cooking, holding the yummy goodness in place even further. In Paris, they are served from vendors or at most cafes and are a terrific cheap and quick bite for both travellers and Parisians alike when on the go. I just can't wait to get back there now to have one. I will pop the link for a wonderful galette recipe that I found, as well as Angèle's song Balance Tonquois on the website. So c'est tout, et c'est la fin aujourd'hui. That is all for another Lulubelle's Francophiles episode. I loved travelling vicariously with Emily today to Paris, and I hope you enjoyed it too. To be notified when new episodes are released, subscribe on your favourite podcast platform or follow Lulubelle's Francophiles on Insta and head to the Lulubelle's Francophiles website as your place to stay connected to one of our fave destinations. Nations, France. Au revoir, mes amis. Bonne journée et à bientôt.